You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back on a Monday, look, I could do my best to do some sort of witty interlude and spiel that's going to introduce Eddie, but I'm feeling a little bit flat today. Uh, physically less, oh, physically more than emotionally. Um, bounced out, you could say. You were bounced out. Eddie, I Good, mate. Good to be here with you. It's nice. We had a good weekend, Tom and I. Did have a good weekend. Bounced each other out. Yes. Is in that a, fair to say? In a platonic way, yeah, absolutely. Platonic way, for sure. As friends. Yeah, friends bouncing friends out. Yeah. That's that's when you know you've got a good friendship, when you can bounce out of mate. When you can bounce and out it, of mate. And it's still... And it's all good. And it's all good. Yeah, you can yeah, still yeah. sort of catch up on a Monday night and, you know, things are... Nothing's changed. No, nothing's changed. There's no tension in the air. It's, it was, no, no, it's, it was amicable. It was, it was, it was fun. Amicable. It was it fun. Was, absolutely. It was, uh, you know... Consent was given. Oh yeah, it was full consent. Bouncing out, mm. uh, mutual bouncing out. But bouncing out, it was. Uh, <laughs> Sunday time. was tough. Yeah, I marinated on the couch. Context: punters, dribblers. Ella's birthday yeah. on Friday. We had a party on Saturday, and there was it a lot was of a, ba- there was a lot of bouncing out. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a real do. It, it was, was a do. A, it was a an unabashed do. Yeah, it was a do. Um, and do's can get out of hand. Do's can get out of hand. Beach themed, uh, mm. pool party themed. So some summer on the well, the next day basically it was a it was an ushering in of warmer months. Yes, and everyone just sort of really embracing the uh, the summer vibes. Yeah, um, I came along with my heavily pregnant uh, fiance yeah. Stephanie. She had a great time before then choosing to leave. You know, she was there for a good four hours. I'd say maybe. she gave it. She gave, she gave it, it a nudge. good nudge, a good, a good all uh, things a maternal nudge. All things considered, yeah, all things considered, left me, and that's probably <laughs> that was probably the mistake from her part and my part, but probably more my part for not just you know maybe going home. Mm. But I mean, when did it do? Wait, as they say, you can't bounce yourself out for much longer in my shoes. So took the opportunity to face a couple of real <laughs> quick nuts. <laughs> Swallowed a couple too. Swallowed a couple. Mm. Um, it wasn't a bad knock. No, it was good. Good. Good fun. Uh, did find myself at a the 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 kick-ons falling asleep on a couch is what you've just told me. I was unaware of that, and that's embarrassing. It's very sloppy on the couch. I, I I didn't have a conversation with you at that point. I don't know if anyone did. But so Sunday was good for me though, Tom. Laid on the couch, watched The Irishman. Didn't mind it. Thought it was pretty good. Good actually, film. Actually, long re- film. actually enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. It's a good film, it. but a long film. Took me a couple of goes. Then had Chinese, that's and just, here we are. That's it. That's been mm. it. Couch Chinese. Can you beat that? No, you can't. And I'm talking, I'm talking Australian Chinese, right? There's this little, there's this little place up in Manly. I don't know how to describe this area in Manly. Up more towards the. The college that anyone who doesn't live in Manly isn't going to care, so okay. I don't think you need to worry. Too okay, much. sorry, yeah, Manly you're right. based. No, no, you, you, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Tiny little takeaway Chinese. There was about eight seats in there. Very. You left the house. Yeah, we all did. Uh, Ella okay. and her family. Yeah. Very unorganised in there. Uh, had to ask continually for more water to the point where they just went and got the jug and brought oh, it out okay. and they go here, buddy. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah, but. Just I asked four times for ice and it never arrived. But that's by the by. The food was delicious. And I don't think you can beat Australian Chinese. Australian Chinese. No, well, especially when you're, when you're hung as fuck. 
Uh, I, I think a nice greasy Chinese feed, dripping, succulent Chinese dripping meal. in MSG. MSG. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good yeah. for the soul. That's what you want. I uh, I woke up at about eight thirty to go play cricket. Did you play? Mm. You've been very quiet about that. Well, didn't I didn't perform. No, you know what? Didn't didn't take the wickets I'm usually expected to take, uh, you know, such as the weight of expectation on my shoulders now, uh, but did top score with the bat 45, so whatever. We lost. Again. Yeah. So that's that's 8 no I think we are for the season. <laughs> um, you got up at 8:30. Yeah, dude. Fuck now. Yeah, it was it was grim. Got up, ham and cheese toasty into cricket. Got pumped in seeing stars and shit out in the field because my like I just didn't know where I was. Then went for a nice big pub feed afterwards, couple of beers, then just sogged on the couch, watched Test cricket. But then I also had some like Sunday duties to do with the with the miso. That sort of then, you, if you can't get out of those Sunday duties and you've bounced yourself out, sometimes you just wish there was like a hole you could crawl into and lock the door. <laughs> Or like you know what's what is it too late to uh, to to break up with this person that I've asked to marry me mm. just for a day just for a day so that give me I, a day off give me a day off so I don't have to go get groceries one day breakups ought to be a thing shitloads of cricket I think that's probably best off that we talk about that cricket yeah there's there's one story in particular that needs to be talked about yeah. needs to be addressed yeah David Warner. Yes. 300 runs. The Dark Angel. The Dark Angel. Seventh Australian, I think, uh, off the top of my melon. Might be. It's the second highest Australian test score of all time, Eddie. Apparently, Brian Lara was in and around Adelaide at the time. Yeah, wanted he was there. It, Yeah, wanted him to get more than 400 so he could go down and shake his hand. Do you believe for one second... I'm saying what he said. Oh, no, I know. What I'm saying is... That's the sound, that's those are the words of a man who's still got a record that hasn't been touched since 2004. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like That's it's it's bullshit. Of course that's bullshit. As if he's going to go, you know what? I mean, it, like as if you really want your record, one of the in one of the oldest games in the history of the world and you've got this record that is just sitting there like a big proud dick in the dirt. Mm. As if you want 2004 is a long time. What, what are you getting up to? Getting up to 2019, we are. 2020. Yeah. 13 16 years, years. 16 years. 16 years. That's um, not bad. Well, but just in the in the 100 plus years of the game, 400 yeah. test runs. Yeah, it's a it's, lot of runs. It's ridiculous. No, was it not out? Or did he get Got out. On 400 and I think so. I think so. Oh, maybe it was not out. You. Why would you? I mean, look, who knows? Do you all that one punters dribbles? But it is four hundred. I, I did look it up today. I looked up the test match in which it occurred because I wanted to see who he was playing against. It was England in Antigua. Oh fuck! Yeah. You did it against England. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like Matty Hayden's against Zimb Zimbabwe. Yeah, yeah like, right. We love you, Matty, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's Zimbabwe. It's Zimbabwe, bro. Yeah. Against England in Antigua, uh, it was a draw because they got they declared for like seven hundred and fifty. Right. West Indies batter first declared, and then they ran out of time, as far as I know. So it was kind of like the record was chased to the detriment of the game. I think so. See, that's what they were talking about. Like 759 oh, is a, a lot. Yeah, it's, yes, that is, a, that is an accumulation of test runs. But... I believe. Again, that's a Dior for the punter and the dribbler. Yeah. Um, some people uh, were dirty at Tim Payne for declaring and not letting Dave have a chance at glory uh, and, you know, immortality. No, there's been rain about. 
there's been rain about. It was preordained. It was like you've got till this amount of time. Apparently, they were like, they were, whatever you're on, go for your life. But this is the time that we're going to declare. And I think maybe he even pushed that time back just so he could beat the Don. Oh, you reckon? There was something about that where he was like, yeah, get Don's and then we'll go. Oh, really? Because he, he got like, what, 335. Don's 335. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I there's absolutely no way that you can just hang around while he chases records. Like, I don't think, given that there was rain. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they could have wiped out yesterday a lot of yesterday's playing time. Yes. And you think about Potentially. how much, where we are, this is a Monday night, punters and dribblers, so... To our knowledge, Pakistan's still sort of doggedly just hanging around as a ninety runs follow on as we as we record ninety runs behind five wickets in hand. So if we let Dave have another, you know, bat around for however long to try and chase this, it could have been and you know, and Pakistan hung around. We could be seeing draws become a little bit more of a reality. Who knows? But I don't mind. I don't think he was close enough to be like, yeah, right. I have a crack. It was three thirty. Like, I get it, he's on 330. Could have taken him another hour or so. Yeah, look. Depends how he's seen Depends him. Depends how he's Well, you've seen him pretty well. Yeah, he, he really was. didn't give any chances the entire time. Mm. Mate, it's very impressive. I didn't see a whole lot of it. Such was our Saturday. Well, that's true. I saw the. I saw from like 1 to 200 mm. a nice chunk. Oh, sorry, from like, yeah, from 0 to 200. And then you and I, mid-bouncing each other out, Someone came up and was like, Dave's on 335. It was like, excuse me? Yeah, last time I checked, he was on like 150. Yeah, excuse me? Uh, am I so bounced out? Am I seeing things right now? Mate, it didn't cross my mind. Such you know, such was the do that you sort of... Cricket, cricket had taken a back seat for that. It had do. for that period of time. Yes. And in that time, David's gone apocalyptic. Yes. And gone out and just absolutely tonked the poor Pakistanis. Who, if we're being, near to death. Yeah, near to death, into the ground. Yeah. Pakistanis, pretty shit. Well, the, this is the thing, right? Like, it's a hell of a score. It's a hell of an achievement. Yes. Unbelievable. No one else is doing but it. But from where I'm sitting, Pakistan, not good in Australian conditions. Well, like, if we said, get them in the UAE, they, they're great, right? But down here on on the bouncy and true wickets, wickets. nah. They um. I don't remember which cricketing uh, legend in inverted commas said this, an Australian one. But I saw the headline somewhere, and such is the consumption of media these days. Headline is all you need. But it was worst bowling attack to tour the country ever, in this person's opinion. In their opinion yeah. or statistical? No, I think in their opinion. But again, I didn't click in. It could have been statistical. That's a Dior. Google just that quote and you'll find out. But well, Warner back-to-back tons, one of which was a 300, the other one was like 180, 160, 50, something like that. Marnus, and back-to-back tons. Back-to-back tons. Smudge, still didn't, on holidays. Yeah, well, Smudge, yeah, exactly. Smudge still on holidays. Also just like doesn't need to do it. He, look, he doesn't. And the thing is that once you, if you carry your nation to Ashes victories, it takes time to get over that. Yeah, of course like, it does. You, it, you're going to be lethargic for a long time. You know that he also, the, the record though that you, is lost in the shadows of David Warner's um, ton, triple ton, uh, is that Smudge became the fastest test player to 7,000 test runs. Yes, he by was. 12 in, by 12 tests. 12 tests? I think so. I think it was like... Or at least he's 12 ahead of Virat, maybe. That was what it was. 
it, I think Wally Hammond was is behind him, yeah. and he it was like one twenty six to one thirty one. Maybe I'm just thinking of his difference between him and Virat, which is still a delicious start. Yes, anything where Virat's getting pounded into the dirt, I'm happy. That's what we're about. We're we're we're, we're anti Virat on this podcast. Um, he's a great batsman, great but batsman, but we we just can't get around. He's him. the foe of the nation. He's a foe of the nation, and he's very lippy. And he did get that Test win. Although with an asterisk last time yes. around, yes. But David Warner, congratulations! It's good to see him back. It's just it just infuriates me that he just can't do this against In foreign soils. Yeah. Now against- someone, I believe it was a uh, clacker bulk. Um, Clary was hitting us up on the IGs, asking if this knock has meant that we forgive Dave for his Ashes performance. I was of the belief that yes. I forgive him for his Ashes performance, but will not forget it. Forgive? Because we we did win the Ashes. I know it's a retention, but it's a win. We've established that. So his performance didn't see us lose the Ashes. Look, he did get 300, and 300 is after getting, immense. After getting a ton as well. Talk about like kicking off the summer on the right note. Yeah, he's forgiven. But he's, it's, it's not, not forgotten. forgotten. No, no, no. It's not forgotten. And even with forgiveness comes a little bit of... You can take back your forgiveness. So yeah. it's like if you were to it's, it's, start performing badly It's again, temporary. Put it that way. It can be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah tempor- uh, forgiveness can be revoked. Yeah, absolutely it can. There was a dribbler as well that said, wrote something called into the dribbler hotline. Did you hear that? Oh, is this last night? Yes. Should we do that one now? Yeah, Maybe you should because it's, it's relevant. It's relevant. Yeah, it's where's, relevant. Where's the old dribbler hotline... Uh, here, just because he had an interesting thought that I think would be good to touch on. Yes, this was the most recent one, I believe. Yes. Uh, hey boys, uh, Max Bailey here, medium term listener, uh, lifelong dribbler, friend of half the show. Burma, how are you? Uh, half friend of the show. Not sure on the right classification. That's all right. Uh, anyway, um, just got back from Melbourne after a week. Weekend in Sydney, completely bounced out. 9.30 on Sunday night, I'm still fucked. Uh, really appreciate it. Anyway, watch some highlights of the test. Uh, Dave Warner, 300. Question, is it just me or does it give everyone else the shits when he takes off his helmet, runs and pumps it in the air after every fucking ton? Is it just me cringing during that or is it everyone? Please let me know. Um, actually, just talking about it. Pulling in a bad mood now. Um, pretty dark. Already. Uh, anyway, be soon. Cheers. What up, Max? I do know Max. Good fella. Used to uh, get around playing some uh, high quality seconds culture rugby union in the suburbs. What's up, bro? Uh, look, thanks for reaching out. Thanks for calling in the hotline. Um, I certainly feel an unease at David's celebration. Put it this way. Put it this way. When he jumped for the second time in when he was celebrating his 300, I closed my eyes. <laughs> Put it that way. Yeah. As if, as if my brain was telling me, Subconsciously, we can't watch this. We can't see this. another one. This will, I might cringe. Yeah, if he, if, he, if he jumps again... Uh, you know, it could be all over between yeah, yeah. us. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. might it might then be 
Irreparable damage. damage could have been done if I'd witnessed a third jump. Yes. You know when, like, you know, you know how where if you get hit hard enough in the head, you get knocked out, and that is your body's way of protecting yes. you. Yes. You basically just shut down. Yes. Yes. Seeing that he was potentially going for a second <laughs> jump, my body just instinctively closed my eyes. <laughs> I have. Like, I witnessed the second jump, but a third would have would have done would have me. You. Well, <laughs> my body went shut the eyes. Now we're seeing pattern recognition here, yeah. and I'm seeing the way he's like gearing up for it. Yeah. So I just kind of passed out in my seat. Look, I I get that he's pumped up, but that's still there was still part of me going a little humility here, given that you were the one that orchestrated Sandpaper Gate and and you averaged what three in England. Maybe. Oh, I tell you what I tell you what I more think it is. I think that celebrations and like moments of unbridled joy are usually are usually represented in like uncontrollable and unplanned physical reactions. So like if I if something sick happens, I don't know how I'm gonna react with my voice. Mm. I might embarrass myself with the way I scream Ooh. or the way I throw my arms in the air and I'm like, fucking you beauty, whatever it is, but it's not planned. I'm just like stoked. Elation. Elation. It's it it seeps out of your pores. When you see someone do the exact same thing every time, it's a bit like forced. It's a bit premeditated. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's premeditated, and to premeditate the double, maybe thought about the triple jump. It just—it's a bit—it's a bit like mm. yes. I, I mean, the look, I don't know. Like, obviously, the triple jump. That's what I'm saying. It, it just—I don't know what it is quite so much. Maybe it is what you're saying. It's the—it's the the planned nature of yeah. it, or the seemingly planned nature of it. I think well, great. Not seemingly planned. It is planned. What was actually, I saw a funny video today where it was like, they, they showed footage of Tubby Taylor's 300 in, I don't know where he got it, maybe in the wind, West Indies or something, but he got his 300. His celebration of 300 was just like different in every way. To, to Warners. And again, please, please. this isn't like tall poppy shit, even though, well, you know what? It's probably, perceived as such like trying to chip chop someone down after they've just achieved huge warner fans forgiven not forgotten uh the dark angel 300 never to be forgotten right mm, yeah but oh we're into it we're into it we're on our knees you know for dave but there is an element where whilst we are absolutely on our knees for dave and we are the premeditation of his jump and double jump does leave a sour taste in the mouth after we've been down on our knees for Dave. Does that make sense? Yes. It's hard to swallow. Um, but everything else was pretty much outside of that. Marnie Labashane, there's been some nickname yarns around Marnus. They have. I've got to say that all of them that were sent in essentially weren't great. Now, I say that with respect to the punters and dribblers who sent them in. One that we didn't mind, Eddie. I just want to check who it was. Yes, I think that would be fair. Because I think they at least deserve... It was the one where we sort of... that, that We went, oh, okay, that's not bad. Because unfortunately, most of them... And look, we haven't been able to come out with any either, but neither could you guys. So this is from uh, Duncan Fellows, Duncan J Fellows. Duncan AJ Fellows. Re-nicknames for the number three. Why not... 
Labra. Mm. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Only because it sounds good. It's, like it's, yeah. it rolls off the tongue so well. Labra. 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 I'm into it. I like Labra. I'm prepared to adopt it. Yes. Labra. Labra. I like it a lot. Yeah. Labra, I think, speaks to... The punter and the dribbler. The punter and the dribbler. And I think it also speaks to Labra's approach to cricket, which yes. is, boy, like, I don't care that I might have fucking been parachuted in when Steve Smith, you know, took a bouncer and got bounced out, but... Fuck it! I'm yeah. just gonna go. I'm gonna go play cricket. I'm gonna score runs. I'm gonna for the go nation. full labra for the country. Yeah, I'm gonna labra. I'm gonna go full labra and you know backs to the wall. And Do just, whatever I want. Yeah, have a crack and yeah. just score mountains of runs. Yeah, the double century here, the really strong showing in England. I'm a big fan of labra. Yeah, and I think his approach should be. It's a labra approach. It's a nabra approach. Yeah. Which, yeah, he's saying lab- he's saying nabra to the opposition. The opposition. And in so doing, becoming Labra. Yeah, I like it. Look, you'll know if it's been adopted if we continue to use it. If it comes to yeah, me organically, if, if if I start calling him Labra Shargs again, then it's failed. Yeah, you know that it hasn't gone through. But of the ones we were sent, that was our favourite. Will it sort of, you know, will it sort of uh, sew itself into my psyche? That remains to be seen. Yeah, that's that's what time will tell stuff. Anything else that uh, that you would like to discuss from a cricket perspective Edward no no, not really. no nothing's well other than other than the disappointment yet again of the of the crowds i mean just go and watch a bit of cricket what's wrong with fucking go, test cricket go and fucking nip down to the ground and and watch half a day's test cricket if that's all you can do that's if all that's you all do, you can afford t- from a time perspective yeah go down and support the game and your nation i don't understand no if you're sitting at home on your fat ass, and you turn the telly on and go, oh shit, there's Test cricket on. Oh, could I could I conceivably go down to Adelaide Oval? Could I nip down there? Because Adelaide's a town. You could probably walk there. You can absolutely walk there. You can walk sure there. Adelaide walk Oval to, is walking it's distance in the, from everywhere. Town. Exactly. Unless you're up at bloody up in the hills. Even still, you could probably walk down from the hills and I'm watch sure Test cricket. You could. I mean, it's a town for God's sake. <laughs> Go down to the local oval and watch Test Cricket. Sit on the hill and have a couple of schooners with your mates. You, Take your miso down there, yeah. your mum. Catch up with your parents. Take your miso and your mum. If you're living in a town like Adelaide, you don't have What else shit. you got to do? Fuck all, mate. They should be selling the fucker out. I don't know what else there is to do in Adelaide outside of watching Test Cricket right now. Like, okay, if, if in Sydney, in on the New Year's Test, we got those sort of crowds, which we won't, but let's say we did, I'd go, well, look... That your excuse could be, well, people are at the beach or at the harbour, or you know, they're yeah, people on, are, yeah, there are, there there's are. other things to do. Yes, and I mean that with all due respect to Adelaide, but it is a big town with nothing the, to do. It's a glorified town with fuck all going on. And if the circus arrives, and not just any circus, no, the best, the best circus in the land. Yes, admittedly, some of the acts aren't as good as other years. Yes. You know, maybe the big the the uh, the dancing elephants aren't there this time. Maybe not. Maybe not. But the circus still in town. It's still world renowned. It's the greatest <laughs> show, on earth. show on earth. If I'm if I'm head of cricket, right? Not yet, but on the but could be not far off. Well, look, you are the minister for sport. I am the minister for sport, <laughs> and ministers for sport often asked to be dual role. Dual roles. That's right. Uh my first sort of thing I would look at is I would threaten them. I'd go improve the crowd numbers, or Sydney's getting two, two or three, three tests, po- maybe potentially four tests. Well, at this, I'd point, be saying to Brisbane and Adelaide, fucking lift your axe. 
Brisbane and Brisbane's, well, Brisbane's lucky enough that we are so deadly there that we won't take it away until we lose in Brisbane. One loss in Brisbane, uh, and they lose the test. Basically, what Sydney immediately gets two. Yes. Then yes. we have the first and last. Yes. Adelaide fails to get crowds. Yes. We take Adelaide. Yes. WAC has always been pretty good. Perth, the, the West Australians well, Perth, like getting out to their Perth, cricket. Perth Oval now, and I, we, look, we, we'll give Up them to a stadium, whatever. The yeah, yeah. Well, let's just see how they go with the first test against New Zealand. There, but I will that. also say this. Melbourne MCG, if you produce another fucking dog road. shit road, then you're losing it too. And they all five test. of them might, might end up in Sydney, in the Sydney. way we're going. Yeah. So it's just a warning that. as Minister of Sport and potentially in my new role as head of cricket. Yes, potentially. Potentially. That's the... That's, that's the, going to be my fucking agenda. First thing, I'll first cab off the rank. Prove that you deserve it more than Sydney having your test. Otherwise, we're taking them all. <laughs> You've been warned. Uh, but I think that's cricket. Adelaide's a town, not a real city. Uh, Look it up on Wikipedia. It says yeah. town. Adelaide, town. Mm. Capital town uh, of, of South, South Australia. Australia. <laughs> and largest town in the country. <laughs> the podcast this week is brought to you by Bareback Biltong. Bareback Biltong is made from grass-fed Aussie beef. Their original and smoked chilli flavours are sure to get your taste buds punting and dribbling. Bareback's very first creation, the original collection, provides the right amount of taste to keep you wanting more. The perfect salt blend, coupled with Bareback's secret ingredients, allows it to be a huge favourite. Cold smoke for six hours using the unique Bareback method. Their smoked chilli is the perfect blend of their spiced and smoked collection. The simple oaky flavour, heightened by the addition of their secret spices, provides a truly rare and... Delicious flavour. Now, special offer for the punters and dribblers who listen to Hello Sport. You go to www.barebackbiltong.com.au and put in the promo code Hello Sport. That's one word, capital H and a capital S, and you'll get a discount on your Biltong. And that Biltong, Eddie, is delivered across the country. Uh, Eddie, look, this happened uh, almost the day after we recorded our last podcast so it's uh, there's been some water under the bridge mm. since the story broke but Israel Folau uh adding an extra 4 million taking that to 14 million dollars that he's trying to gouge out of the already uh flat broke Australian rugby uh, a lot on, lot on their plate. The they moment. got so much on their plate. It would be an absolutely stressed environment in their head offices. But Israel now wanting an extra $4 million from the payout. Punters and dribblers, we are brought to you by Neds, the best betting platform in town. Um, i tell you what, if you've been following along on my profile, because obviously I've been overseas, so I've just been whacking up my bets for about even on the Neds profiles app. You'd see some... I, th- I seem to bet better when I'm not around people and I'm just able to eyeball the talent on game day, see what's happening. It's when I'm able to be as, as, as gifted as I think I am. So basically what you're saying is it's a lot harder to bet almost a week in advance. That is games. what I'm saying, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for example... You could say it's also a 24 hours before a game though, right? No, because if you're putting your bets in on Wednesday morning and there's a game Sunday night... There's also a game on Thursday. Yeah, but that, I'm not talking about that one. Right. I'm talking about the other games where maybe, you know, Nathan Cleary doesn't play yep. or Hines doesn't play. Yep. Well, Nathan Cleary did play, but Hines doesn't play. Yep. You get caught out. You do get caught out. You know? You, you do. You get caught out. If you follow along on my prof is what I'm saying is daddy. They are calling me daddy value, and I didn't come up with that either. It's embarrassing. How many bets you get on the weekend? Two. I got three. 
Well, but you're not a dad, so they can't call you daddy value. Dad of a dog. Well, you, they could call you doggy style value. Doggy value. I don't know. It doesn't really have the same ring to Why? it as daddy value. You're being pettist. Well, it's not pettist. You aren't a father. I'm father of a dog. No, you're not a and father Tonka. of a dog. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shout out to Neds. We love you. Shout out to Neds. Uh, you can follow our profiles on Neds. You can also join the About Even group um, where the, you know everyone's sharing their bets in there and shit. I actually followed one of Gurus yesterday, uh, which was a Joey Manu away. Yeah, it didn't get up. No, it didn't. He was very lucky that his unit scooper got up. See, I've got a bone of contention next. If that was me, there's no way I'm getting given those nine units. No, but he's, no, but he's got it on and the bet stands. Yes. So it's live. The bet's right. live. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know that I would be afforded. This is what Toddler and I were discussing anyway in the green room. I know this is still live, read. This is a bone of contention. I don't think that I'd be afforded the same graces where apparently I'm not getting... So you think the bet's void altogether? Well, I'm saying you have been robbing me of units even though all my bets were going up last week. Well, no, you- we robbed you of two bets. Two. Right. You didn't put one up for the Titans game or whatever it was and you didn't do a unit scooper. That was all you robbed But I for. did the bets. I no, just you didn't. didn't. You didn't put them up. They went on your profile. They, they went weren't there. on my profile? No. Well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll show you. There was one game where there was no profile bet. There wasn't. I went through it last week. You didn't do, you didn't do two bets, and you lost fucking well, two Tobler units, told and that's me, it. Tobler told me I, none of my, all my bets are void because they're not online. One of them. Okay, so Tobler doesn't even listen. You're right. So that's the problem. That's the problem. We've, we've now uncovered that. You didn't do a unit scooper last week. That was void, so you lost a unit. Yep. And then there was one other bet out of eight. Okay, well, so Tobler's lying. Then. Yes. Tobler's lying to you and I. Correct. Well, he's lying on your behalf. Shocking. Thanks, Neds. Cheers, Nads. Fuck you, Tobler. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Punters and dribblers, it's the most generous podcasters of all here, Tom and Eddie. Here to look after the punter and the dribbler and their drinking needs. Mm. It's still rosé drinking season, we know that. It's worth having a couple of bottles laying around. Yeah, I don't expect you to drink it in the driving rain, but I just went outside and the sun's out, baby. Oh, really? Sun's out, bum's out again, and it's fucking hot out there. I'll be losing the jacket, Tom. Mm. I can promise you that. So you need a couple of cases laying around your digs. You just do. Well, it's certainly when you've got guests, you're entertaining. Hey, come round. A couple of Sheila's come round. You want to be able to crack a bottle yeah. and impress? Yeah. Of course you do. Now, you're going to get 50 bucks off each case if you use the code MANLY. That's a gift from Tom and I at hellosport.shop. Six bottles. You're getting $50 off hellosport.shop. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Be prepared. Yeah. And if you're not prepared, you're prepared to fail. It's not the saying, but it's all right. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Got it. Taking it to 14 because he thinks that he missed out on the opportunity to captain the Wallabies. Mate, I've heard you speak. Well, firstly, I mean, he's not a leader of... He can't speak. We know that. Um, But also never captained a single side ever as a professional. So... He has no lead... I've never looked at him and said, you've got leadership qualities. No. Certainly when there were like multiple vice captains already in the team. Michael Hooper, who is younger than him... Much younger. Much younger. Um, doing the damn thing with a plum, I might add. So, look, interesting from Israel. I'm more worried for just the uh, the mental fragility of Rugby Australia right now. If the if Rugby Australia were a person, they'd be having a full-blown meltdown. Some sort of psychiatric ward. They'd be on heavy meds. Straight jacket stuff? Straight jacket stuff. Um, Mate. 
it could get to the point, right, just to touch on the rights negotiation once more, yes. that one of the providers may go, look, if you lose your court case with Israel, how about we pay the fine, your, his compensation as your first year of payment? You know what I mean? Like that's how dire. That's it would how dire it is. So yeah, no, we'll we'll front fourteen million dollars. But that that's what you get for the first year. Yeah. So you have to because the damage of that so overwhelming that we're yeah, gonna but, have. But I mean, like, I mean, that's certainly they'll be. I'm pretty sure if Israel, he'll like bury him. Well, no, they'll need a wealthy individual, I think, to come in and Splash bail cash. them out. Yeah. Like a Twiggy Forest, who they've fucked over. They've fucked, they've fucked Twiggy over, but uh, Twiggy... But how much does Twiggy love the game? I think Twiggy loves the game. I, as far as I know from my dealings with Twiggy, Twiggy loves rugby. He's a, I mean, billionaires often do. If you're a billionaire Australian, chances are you got a shitload of Iron Williams and you love your rugby union. Yeah, I mean, there can be some crossover. In Twiggy's case... Well, Twiggy loves it. Loves it. But like Kerry, I mean, James Packer was a league man. He owns the Rabbitohs, for example. For example. Uh, who's the big miner? Uh, Nathan Tinkler. He was a league yes. man. Yes, don't know. Was he a billionaire, Nathan? He was for a time. Now he's bankrupt. Yes. Well, see, it's a very rugby league You know why he went bankrupt, go, though? Because he, Cause he bought the Newcastle, Newcastle, <laughs> Newcastle Jets oh, as well. Oh, the Jets as well, That's yeah. what buried him, the yeah. Jets. Well, well, Tinkler, I think, was a was a hunter man done good. Apparently, he had like 400 thoroughbreds. Yeah, he then tried to, you know, swing what you would assume just looking at Tinkler was a, an unimpressive hog all around Newcastle. He had, it was a it was a a chode trying to act like he had a a pipe. Yes, and and chodes they might fool you for a for, moment, <laughs> <laughs> but, but not forever. No, chode, you'll always get found out. A chode will always get found out. A chode can't keep up a ruse for too long. <laughs> Conor McGregor's coming back. He's fighting Cowboy. I'm excited. Dude, I'm so excited. Very excited. So excited. Some people well, think look, he's taking an easy fight. No, 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 no. It's, I would disagree. Well, he has to... He's not going to get Masvidal out the gates. He needs to... But also, you wouldn't want no, that. No, no, no. He needs to brush up. Yeah. Because he was dog shit against Khabib. He was out for too long. He had ring rust. Yeah. He got... Look, we've but been also, over. He didn't it. even try that hard against it. Like, as in, he he was not try that hard. He uh he was underdone. He got dropped by a telegraphed overhand right that was seen by, coming by, thirty seconds prior by a noted wrestler, not striker. Exactly. So he absolutely they call this they call it a tune up fight in the fight game, punish dribblers. But cowboy, no uh, slouch. Most wins in UFC history. Uh, mate, no slouches. He mate, he's a psychopath who used to fight like four times a year. Yeah, he has lost his last two fights, but he he's still good. And they've got history. Like you go back to that that massive press, press conference. conference they had years ago. That was sick. Like yeah. they'll they'll be able to sell it these two gentlemen, which yes. I'm pumped for. Yes, one seventy five, one seventy, one seventy rather, which is pounds. That's almost seven kilos difference between one seventy and one fifty five. Yes. Which is frightening. That's a lot of weight. It is a lot of weight. And he, look, that's what he kind of fought Nate at that weight. I know, but he didn't look that good well, up his there. Well, he looked, he, looked ve- he looked heavy. Don't yeah. you think? I think that one of the reasons why he is fighting at the heavier weight is because Masvidal's a welterweight. 
So it's no, like, I know exactly why. You know, it's 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 a stepping stone to fight Masvidal for the bad motherfucker belt. Which, That's what it is. Which will be the biggest. That's what it is. Fucking yarn. That's all this is for that. And then if he wins, you'll fight Diaz again probably. And then no, he'll fight Khabib. He wants to, his plan. His plan is to go. He's got a. He said that he was looking at 2020 as like a season, a sporting season. And if everything goes to plan, this is how he sees it: Cowboy, then Masvidal, and then Khabib in Moscow. If Khabib's still the champion, also Khabib now taking on Tony in April, and I'm crossing every finger, toe, and uh, pubic hair on my body that that fight happens because that. I want to see that fight more than any other fight in the UFC right now. Ferguson, Khabib. Khabib. Tony's a beast. Yeah, he Khabib's is. a beast. Yeah. Tony's undefeated. Streak Dual is beast. like 15, 16 fights. Khabib's never lost. Mm. And Tony is a motherfucker on the ground. So Khabib, obviously, again, if you don't know, wrestler. That's basically all he does. Samba, wrestler. And Tony, he's like, he's got, Tony Ferguson looks like he has the sharpest elbows of any human that's ever lived. And you see these, this footage of him like, you know, so he's on his back and someone's like, you know, over the top of him. And he's just, bang, just smacking elbows into the top of their head, into their face, off the back, and like just cuts everyone up. Have you seen that picture on Instagram? And it's like Tony Ferguson's last, like say maybe six opponents. No. It's his epic picture and it's him it's like Tony in one big shot on the side and he's just covered in blood looking like a badass and then the faces of his last six opponents and they are all just completely fucked like fighting good guys and he's just they're all cut up they're all blood it's just like this fight is going to be legit love it I am interested though like kind of calls it his season right Where's he? It's just fascinating to see. I can't see him coming back and just having that aura and being as devastating as he was. No. I just can't. I just. I think he might get through Cowboy in a tight one, and then I think he runs into Masvidal, Masvidal and I think yeah. Masvidal eats him alive. Yes, because that's the thing as well. Like Connor's got to, he's got to fucking work to get up to one seventy. Masvidal and shit have to cut to get down there. So when they're actually fighting, Masvidal's going to be. A lot bigger than him. Yes. Well, I think I think really for I don't know if he has to work that much more to get to one seventy as much, but it just he's not like one. He's not a one. He's not a one seventy. I think one fifty five is his ideal weight. Yes. But that being said, Masvidal has fought at one fifty five as well, and maybe Conor will go. I'll fight you at one fifty five. Who the fuck knows? But or a catch weight. That's what someone said to me the other yeah, day. Yeah, could do that just as for well. the bad motherfucker belt. Yeah, like one sixty. Yeah, could easily do something like that. Like Conor Masvidal will do whatever. Yeah, for that payday, for that payday, baby. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? And if you back yourself, why wouldn't you? But do you know Masvidal? So I was, I've been obviously consuming because he's a really cool dude. If I can sound like a dad, um, I was watching an interview with him, and so he took it. He had, he's like, they call him the king of the decision loss. He's never been stopped ever, but he's lost a shitload of decisions. And then he had a year off because he went on this reality show. Yes, I heard that this. It was in like Cuba or something where it was kind of like a survivor but with athletes and it was for like three full months mm. that he was basically in the wilderness and like, you know, every, like you, you had to do a couple of things where it's like competitions and all that sort of shit but he was like, man, he spent like so much time alone by himself and then he said that he was reflecting on all of his losses and he was like, you know, these decision losses and he felt sort of like... uh not let down or like he'd, he'd sort of been cheated a little bit with these. And then he sort of had this epiphany of like, 
well, I just should be knocking motherfuckers out. Like, I shouldn't be allowing it to go to decision. That's when he starts saying, yeah, baptize, baptize fools. And so he came back and he saw his manager and he just goes, I can't remember the word. I think maybe that was uh, that was what he, he came back to his manager and was like, I'm going to baptize people. Get me back in there. Yeah, and he yes. just came back and it was Darren Till, KO. Darren In England, Darren Till was like the man to beat. He'd just come off a title shot loss. Then Ben Askren, knee in the head, knocks him out in See two you, seconds. And then Nate, even though just the fight dis- was stopped with Nate. But he, he dismantled was, him. He was beating the shit out of Nate. It was stopped because Nate's face was so badly bleeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cut was so horrendous. Yeah. Mate, he's absolutely fucking working people into the ground. Yeah. He's a psychopath. He's a psycho. And he's, he's, his celebration against Ben Askren was the scariest thing I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> Dude, it is When he's scariest. tapping him out on the ground yeah. and then like pretends to- To be stiff as to, well. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. That is- You're a sicko. I mean, I tell you what that is. That's not pre-planned David no. Warner shit. No, 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 that's, no. I'm a savage badass and I'm just reacting yeah. in the moment. Yeah, yeah, That's savage shit in the, in the moment. That's what it is, Warner's thing. It's lame. Yeah. It's lame. Then you see Masvidal do this absolutely savage thug- terrifying mm. reaction to this guy that he hated who is also by the way still knocked out next to him as he's doing it like could possibly be <laughs> you never dead know. you never you know. know you don't yeah, know you don't know and he's and the, the the knee was so savage that no one would be shocked no if he would no 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 if someone was like oh sorry ben's he passed died. away i'd be like that's so fucked up that's and horrible but like but i'm not, not surprised. surprised that knee was huge mm. So, so it, the fact that he's doing that moments after, I'm like, you are so savage. Yeah. Most people are like, oh, is he all right? He's like, nah. That would have intimidated a lot of fighters. Not just the knockout, obviously, but seeing his reaction. Fucking oath, Then it'd be like, oh, this guy's no joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also got in a brawl backstage after he beat Darren Till. There was another in the card and the guy was talking shit and he walks over, hands behind his back and then just starts belting him. All caught on camera. This rise for him has just been, he's been in the UFC for like 13 years. And then it's just been this like last, you know, crazy, twelve months. Crazy, love that shit. Blown up. But I want, I want Connor to beat Cowboy so yes. he can fight Masvidal. Yes. Uh, and I want Tyson there putting that belt on. Well, look, there is every chance they will not fight for the BMF belt ever again. Why? Because I, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Why the reason they wouldn't? I think is because. I mean, Dana, not that it means anything, has said he'll never do yeah, it. Yeah, but that's that bullshit. Doesn't mean shit. That doesn't mean, it doesn't mean shit. shit. But that, but he said so many things won't happen again no, or won't of happen. Of course, of course, of course. That's no reason to think they wouldn't. Why wouldn't mean, they? If, if if they're fighting each other and it's not for a belt, why wouldn't you just be like, well, let's fight? And, and Connor goes, I'll fight for that fucking bad motherfucker, but was he going to say no? No, of course. I think he probably would say yes. And even if I think Dana, it just and becomes even, a bit corny then, doesn't it? Maybe, but I still think it'll happen. Yeah, maybe. I couldn't say that it, I can't say that it won't happen. I wouldn't really care either way, but I mean, like, it's not really a belt then, is it? Because it's kind of like, well, what's so now does Connor hold the belt and then next time Connor fights someone, are they fighting for the BMF? Belt? No, not necessarily. Like- I don't ne- not necessarily. I think you'd have to offer it up and I think that Connor would draw it out of him. That's what I'm saying. Potentially. I think so. I think I think Connor has got his eye on that belt. I reckon yeah, he wants maybe. it. It'll be interesting to see how Connor plays this next sort of comeback, especially firstly with Cowboy. Like, is he going to be... He needs to come out and be fucking lippy again, I reckon. I reckon he needs to be a little more humble. 
He needs to be lippy but humble, like because be intelligent, be confident, but don't be, but don't be like he was to Kabir. That was don't too be, hectic. no, no, no. That was lowbrow. Yeah, it was dark. He used to be witty. Yeah, then he just he started got going on about like like ex religious shit. Like, no, no, no. And like criminals in fucking Chechnya and like oh yeah, yeah he went yeah. he went a really weird angle with yeah, that. No, no, no. Dark, just be man. just be witty and, and funny, funny and, like you know, he used like, to be. Yeah. Yeah, be like that, but like confident, you know. Like talk about how because the thing is, he's good at talking. He's a fast talker. You can talk about how you think. Mate, you he win. used to. Yeah, but he used to like when in that interview with Cowboys, like, oh, you're stuck in the mud up there, like yeah. that sort of shit. Yeah, I see sloppiness and it's slowness, slow. stiffness, stiffness. Yeah, like that sort of shit. Mm. Yeah, do that. Yeah, do that. That'd be nice. Um, um, but start selling the fight soon as well, right? Yeah, you'd have to because you're running out of time. So I, I need to start seeing conferences. Some content. And, yeah, yeah, content. I need to start seeing content. I need content. I need it real because quick. some of the, I like those Connor years when he was on the rise was the, some of the great years. That was some of the content wise. Content wise, I time. used to consume every piece of content on the internet, yes. right? I wouldn't mind doing that again. I'd love to. You know what I mean? I think I, I consume the content more. I consume the content because I loved it. Yes. So if you want to produce some more great content, that'd be really nice. That'd be fun. The problem is, I think with Connor now is that he's so big, he kind of like is just like I don't fucking do it anymore. It, we got him on the come up when it was like he was still doing all the shit for the UFC, mm. whereas now he's like doesn't like it. But it's like, bruh, you need to pump everyone up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you've been a loser for a while, Yeah, bro. you've been a bad boy. You're you've a been a loser. A, you're a bit of a gimp now. Yeah, yeah, you are a big... Yeah, you've got... You've yeah. got to redeem yourself. So that means content for the boys. That's what you're good at. Yeah. Content for the boys. And, and then and then famous wins. Famous wins. And then, I mean, like you, him against Masvidal, I really like Masvidal, so I don't know who I'd go for in that fight. Get through Cowboy and then we can talk about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And I still I like Cowboy. Anyway, look. That's McGregor. That's Biff's. But there's also, I'm pretty sure, is Ruiz and Joshua this weekend? This weekend, yeah. That's a big fight, dude. Yeah. A lot of the experts do not think Joshua has a chance. Mate, Ruiz is supposed to be like, even before the first fight, a lot of people that knew boxing were like, bro, this guy's a fucking handful. But not many, though. That's the thing. No, like, no, no. It's, like, they did, but it was still like he was a fucking outsider. But I'm saying people that know, and I'm not like people that actually know boxing. Yes, but even the media pundits, like the the you know the sort of pre-fight shit that you were, that was like that was because he was he was he was a late calling because he was uh, Joshua was fighting a guy I think called Jarrell Miller Dior that, but I think I'm right. He pissed hot. Speaking of pissing hot, watched Icarus. I know I'm late to the party, but holy fuck, that's a doco. If you haven't seen it on uh, Netflix, Punish Dribblers, I digress. Um, <laughs> So he was meant to fight Jarrell Miller. He pissed hot. And then Ruiz came in last minute. But Ruiz had had like a shitload of fights. I think he'd lost one title fight. But he had like... A, he, his record went out on further inspection. was actually pretty dope. Mm. And then, you know, what happened, happened. But now everyone's just sort of like... Do you know... The problem is with this fight is Ruiz is like... I don't know if... I don't think it's intentional. I think he's kind of a simple, nice dude. Like you hear Do you know what talk, they call him? The Donut King. No, that's what we were calling him, weren't we? No, I think that's his name. Like, I think that's... You like, know what, actually? I think it's that's, what Tyson Fury calls we him. We didn't... We didn't... I, I can't we lay claim to no that. Way. No. There's no way. We, look, we're good, but... We're not... Uh, we're, well, look, we, we are, are good. good. We are that good. Probably, but, but it's fucking good. Yes. But so, I, there, I was watching this interview with him and Joshua, and just before... If Joshua loses this, it's all over. For him, yeah. Big time. He's oh, yeah. fucked it. He's fucked it. He could have... I mean, look, he's made money. It's all good. But, like, he fucked the opportunity for him and Fury. Well, he fought plumbers in England at Wembley. Yeah. Um, 
They've all been fighting plumbers though. Um, but so pre pre interview, like before the mics are switched on, and they're stand, like they're sort of they've walked up to each other and they're sort of they're really nice to each other and shit. But Ruiz, like, hey, thanks for signing all that stuff for my dad, man. Like Ruiz is like a fucking fan. His old man's getting all this Joshua shit signed. Are for you him. serious? Yeah, it's like. But there's something kind of like unassuming about that as well. Like it, maybe it's hard to want to beat the shit out of this, someone who's like so nice. Are you reckon it's what? It's mental warfare. Well, it could be. Someone I was one of these guys was saying he thinks it could be. I don't. He doesn't strike me as that intelligent. That's Ruiz. that's pretty cunning. Yeah, he just doesn't strike me as having that. That's level of very cunning. Yeah, which I don't mind. No, but so it's that's cunning. This Sunday is it? Yeah. Fuck. Dior. Time. Dior. Dior that, but that'll be. I, I wouldn't mind getting my eyeballs on that. Maybe before we go sit courtside at the Kings game. Pending. Pending. Um, that's fights. That's fights, though. Lots of bibs. Obviously, shout out to Mundine and John Wayne Parr as well. Fight of the century on the weekend. Uh, congratulations, John Wayne Parr, on your 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 split decision. Split decision victory uh, over Mundine. Mundine now officially retired. Yes, but for how long we will we don't we know. remains to be seen. Hell of a career. Mundane almost fell out of the ring. Sort what that. happens if you fall out of the ring? Can you get back in? Yeah, it's not like a. It's not like a. If you were just to knock him out of the ring, the fight's over. It's yeah. like a Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, I was just wondering. No, of course. Well, it's a fair question. It could be Royal Rumble rules. Yes, because I've actually never seen anyone fall out of the ring. Haven't you? And come back. Oh, in. okay. Not be KO. No, back yeah, in. you're all good. You carry on as long as you're fit to fight, Eddie. Sure. So shout out to those guys. Fight of the century. It was. Uh, uh, hell, do, I don't. Did anyone know it was on? Well, you and I did. We were going to go sit ringside. In I knew it was on, but I didn't know it was on coats. on the weekend. Well, Eddie, we had bigger fish to fry. We were bouncing each other out. That's true. So you know, just as they two, those two were bouncing each other out as well. Yeah, they were. But no one was watching that. No one was watching that. I think a lot of people watched you and I bounce each other out. Oh yeah, talk uh, of the town. Talk of the town. Did you see Tom and Eddie bouncing each other out? Almost done, Eddie. Almost done for another week. Just want to send a big cheerio to friend of the show, Kelly Slater. Big cheerio. Kelly obviously got in touch because we bagged him out, uh, you know, in a jovial, friendly sense. We're friends. We're we're friends now. Kelly got back to us in our DMs. Shout out, Kel. Um, Hope you're surfing well, bro. Be soon. Be soon, Kel. Uh, Always good to chat, mate. But you know what it was? Like, obviously, we didn't mean anything by paying you out because we know that you, as a statistical anomaly, just... Understand other statistical, statistical anomalies. anomalies. It's statistical anomalies understanding statistical anomalies. So That's what you're looking at. If you at. don't know, Kelly left a comment underneath a Bleacher Report Instagram post where it was like the video was this kid hitting tiny little pellets with a bat that were being shot at him by a slingshot and it was like, how good is this guy's hand-eye coordination? Kelly commented underneath going, uh, Sir Donald Beedman used to, uh, you know, hit a bouncy ball up against a corrugated iron fence with a stump, da 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 Obviously, the humor there, Punish Dribbles, was he called him Sir Donald Beedman. So we put that up on the stories, tagged Kelly, said Kelly's a big fan of Beedman, so are we. Kelly obviously read that because, of course he does. Yeah, well, he Hello follows. Sport. Hello you know, Sports a big part of his life. He follows it on his private account, though, so you may not see it if you were to go through, like, you know, who yeah, follows yeah. us and shit. It might be confusing for you. But anyway, 
Kelly got back to us, said it was a typo. We were like, Kel, bud, we know, mate. Look, thanks for reaching out, though. Yeah. We knew it was that. We were just poking a bit of fun. You're a statistical anomaly. He's a statistical anomaly. Just and so are we. It's all in jest. Yeah, it was three statistical anomalies just sort of having That's a That's right. That's right. That's right. Just yakking away. Just yakking away. But all the best, Kel. Good luck at Pipe, mate. Good luck at Pipe. Obviously, we have printed off the uh, correspondence and we'll have it framed. Yeah. Oh, at, it's, it's been framed as at we At your speak. request, Kel, obviously. Any more dribblers from the dribble? Uh, there are a couple. There are. Crumble's also got a win, which is cool. Well done, Crumble's. Uh, just quickly before we get to our final dribbler dribbles, uh, just so you know, punters, dribblers, the Seth Curry, Steph Curry shoot-off has been done. Mm. We did do it in spring. It's been done, but we will not be revealing the results until the video is edited. The results will be released with the video. With the video. And it's the in res- post-production. The results are interesting. The results are very interesting. <laughs> the results are very Very interesting, interesting <laughs> guys. You will really be interested. So, uh, yeah. Keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, keep your it's eyes in post-production. Peeled. Post-production, so relax. I thank you, Seb, for... For doing that. For that was us. lovely. You're too kind. Now, a couple of dribbler dribbles. Tom, Eddie... How are you, fellas? Uh, this is Bone Man calling back just in response to a shout-out from a fella, fellow dribbler. I believe his name was the Hitman. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to raise a couple of points about why I actually left the last dribble that I did. One is because I just fucking can't stop dribbling. Uh, but the first main point was just basically to let the punter and the dribbler know that there are ways to enhance uh, the experience, okay? And that's just one. And the other thing was just basically to raise awareness. Now, I know that, uh, you know, there's many punters and dribblers out there uh, either that are doing this in private or thinking about doing it. Um, and I'm basically just here to say that, you know, they're your lips and you can use them however you'd like to. I use them to dribble and to uh, auto-flate myself. Now, I'm proud of it. I'm not really going to, like do it at mum's with the door open or anything like that. It is private for me, uh, visually, but to talk about, yeah, I'm open. Ask me anything you want. Um, and actually, this is a very timely uh, occasion to be called out on because I believe, actually I'm certain, that uh, our boy Jack Miller has just jumped on the podium again. He's got the big three again uh, at the Valencia GP. Uh, just want him to know that uh, we are out there, we do love him, and we love seeing him throb albeit never really in the middle spot of the podium. I think he's only 1-1, but still just a fucking legend. Um, and, yeah, so uh, I open to chat about anything more. Uh, happy to leave some more dribbles uh, about anything. Uh, auto fellatio is probably my uh, my speciality. I've been doing it for probably, I'd say, eight to nine months uh, and getting better every day, just getting to know myself. So, um, yeah, once again, boys, uh, love it. Be good or be good at it. Uh, or if you can't be good, just film it. Cheers, boys. Eight or nine months, getting better every day. <laughs> getting to know myself. <laughs> um, Thanks, look, Bone Man. I think that was a great response that to Hitman. That was nice. Yep, Bone Man, Hitman. I hope that's cleared up any concerns Hitman had. Yes. It's a man that likes to auto fellash Himself and, and it seems like when he's listening to the podcast and when he's watching Jack Miller. Yeah. And that's what he likes to do, and he's getting better every day. Good for him. Good for him. Let's go to the next one. Keep him coming. 
Boys at shit underscore panda, dual triple today. Uh, just a quick one after hearing the podcast, the most recent podcast. Manus Labushane, looking for a nickname. Now, we back in the day had to play great cricket out west, and uh, we used to have cunts that thought they were funny, that they oh, normally weren't that funny. We'd call them Mr. Laughs, and then Mr. Laughs ended up becoming abbreviated to ML. So no one knew what it meant. We called someone ML, it meant. Mr. Laughs, it meant not very fucking funny at all. Now, I don't know if you heard Marcus's dribble in the last test. It's pretty shit. And I think he is ML. He's also got the initials ML. It's very quick. It's succinct. A lot more succinct than his dribble. ML. Marcus Labashano. Now, uh, Clancy Overall, who rang up under a pseudonym, also um, expressed disbelief and, and uh, you know, said it was a lot of dribble that the fellow was sucking himself off. I did go to a school with a guy who could sucking himself off and he had no ribs removed dribble over keep up the good work look that was timely that he should back up his claims yeah. that, about autofellatio being possible with with, with, with a full set of ribs <laughs> a full rack of ribs as it were oh, um, look, so for any haters or doubters out there I'm prepared to back him yeah I'm prepared to back him uh, look the ML nickname not the best I'm still going with Labra I think we're still going with Labra Labra remains dethroned yeah hasn't been dethroned hasn't been dethroned alright uh, okay weird dribbler dribbles weird ones this week all very sexual um, or maybe we made him that I don't know weird Ugh. podcast <laughs> been a long day uh it's been a long couple of days long couple of that's days. what happens when you bounce yourself out you Crickets find yourself back on you're bouncing yourself out you find yourself in dark places yeah real dark uh shout out to curtly bill please reach out brah and maybe or maybe not merch on the way all right bye <laughs> could you two just not talk anymore planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.